1: a number of weeks ago in perhaps the darkest days of the post-Christmas lockdown when the country, individuals, businesses and communities were finding it really difficult. Uh, we featured an extract of an interview uh, publisher, entrepreneur and well-known businesswoman Nora Casey did on uh, Virgin Media, where she spoke about the burden and worry of running a business and where she was critical of the understanding of government, of the struggles of people running small businesses. Now, earlier this week, I spoke to Nora again and asked her about her reaction to where we find ourselves now with the new path to reopening underway.
0: I think it's really good news that we have the early stages of a roadmap to reopen I think. Uh, Good news certainly for the hospitality sector and the hair salons, um, particularly restaurants and hotels but don't forget most of those camps have been closed for five months or more Um, some of them decided during the worst of the lockdown when it was outside only that it wasn't worth it to open so it's going to take some time for them to be able to recover their cash flow Um, I think It looks likely that it will be July, August before we're seeing some indoor dining and some easing of the travel restrictions.
1: Yeah but a a really much markedly more positive attitude among the public. Um, I remember maybe it was a month six weeks ago you were really feeling very frustrated and I heard you and indeed we uh, played an excerpt of of an appearance you made on uh, Virgin TV and you really expressed a lot of frustration about the direction the country was in at the moment. How are you feeling now?
0: I'm still very frustrated. I mentor an awful lot of SMEs, um, particularly founders of businesses, family businesses. The biggest frustration I have is that we don't have high-level expertise or conversations happening around the SME sector. To put it into context, the top 50 firms in Ireland employ about 6%, and uh, the SME and the micro-enterprise sector, they employ about 70% of people. And I know we can talk about... You know, we had the highest level of startups after the last recession. But to be honest, there's a loss of so much in terms of family business founders who have built up a business over the years. And we're almost accepting that they're going to fall by the wayside because that's the truth. I think if you have a coffee shop in Westport, there's always going to be a need for a coffee shop in Westport, but it might be a Starbucks Mm. because a lot of businesses won't recover. So number one, I'd say, Unlike in the UK, and I'm not saying that the UK is great at everything, but they do have a high-level uh, body of SME experts and, uh, and entrepreneurs who advise the cabinet. So does New Zealand, by the way. But somehow or other, we think that it's okay for politicians and civil servants to discuss issues around business in the SME sector. And I think that's pretty unacceptable. I mean, if we were going through COVID at the moment, and we thought it was okay to have politicians, civil servants, heads of representatives, bodies of doctors and nurses sitting around the table, we wouldn't accept it. We want experts, experts in immunology, experts in virology. So why don't we have experts experts in business, and particularly in business owners, to advise the government of what needs to happen next. Because I know we're opening the door, but only a crack. It's going to take years for these businesses to recover. So the second thing I'd say is, the last time I checked, there was about a hundred different push points for SME credit, for SME support, for micro enterprise support. Why why don't we simplify it? You know, it would be so much better if we had a phone line that uh, business owners could could phone the more of a bespoke service for them not it's not one size fits all so even when we open hotels there are big groups of hotels that will they, they, will, they will survive they'll thrive there are smaller family-owned hotels that are really struggling around cash flow issues keeping good stuff recruiting new stuff so i definitely think the cost of providing services is a off. And we know through multiple surveys that have happened that issues around cash flow are very significant for some of those SMEs. So they still need support, they still need access to credit schemes. And then the third thing I would say is in this country, we obviously had the wage subsidy scheme. And this, I have to be very sensitive when I say this, and I am going to be sensitive. So it started off with about 40,000 businesses, and and they got about 1.4 billion, and then we went to the temporary wage subsidy scheme, and three billion was paid out. But the vast majority of that was paid out to huge, big, companies. People that aren't even Irish-owned uh, availed of a huge amount of back support. And the argument for that is that they employ people. And of course, we should ensure that people were kept employed all the way through the pandemic. But it's not one-size-fits-all because I think Irish SMEs deserve to have the overwhelming amount of support now. Because if you're a big business, big restaurant chain, big hotel chain, your recovery is going to be much swifter. You've got deeper cash reserves than some of the family-owned businesses on the high streets around Ireland.
1: And why do you think, Nora, uh, that we've got to this place? Um, You know, Ireland prides itself on community and and Irishness and so on. Why do you feel that that small and medium-sized Indigenous business has been neglected, as you suggest?
0: Because they don't have one representative group. I mean, even the lobby groups that represent one sector don't don't represent everybody within that sector. So it's very hard, I think, for their voices to be heard. And they're not as easy to say they all had the same turnover issues, they all had the same staffing issues, they all had the same cash flow issues. A lot of business owners don't even have pensions, so they put money into property in the last hit very badly in the last recession. So they didn't have the ability to take out more loans. You know, the government initially thought, oh, we would provide loans for for business owners. And even though i and anyone else could have said that's not going to work they're not going to take more debt on board with such uncertainty about their business and their ability to pay it back um, but now maybe there is a chance to look more strategically over the next three years as to how you can build those businesses up again if you imagine a high street uh, or a small town in ireland where there's hotels who've really struggled i mean fine we're opening again Most of those hotels survived on overseas tourism, and it might be some time before we see that back again. And then you have restaurants, you might have crafts, you might have suppliers on the periphery of the town from the rural community. All of that town has been affected. Not just one sector that you look at nationally. If you look at that town, that's, that's where all the support needs to be at a local level
1: yeah now um when i heard you a couple of weeks ago you spoke very movingly almost about the stresses and strains facing entrepreneurs and you know i think how you spoke about how you had postponed going uh, to seek medical attention because you didn't want mm. to neglect your business do you think that's widespread and, and is it even possible that that kind of strain has even increased uh, during the pandemic
0: Oh, massively. I mean, all of the business owners I talk to have been through huge levels of stress, a lot of mental health issues, a lot of anxiety. If you imagine, as a business owner, like I always say to people, I never really experienced insomnia until I took over my own business. And I was running multiple businesses in the corporate sector, and then suddenly the entire onus of paying the staff, everything about the cash flow, the strategy, decisions as to what to take on and what not to take on, they're all resting on your shoulders. And I didn't take a holiday for the first two years. You could never afford to be sick. Business owners don't take days off. Live, eat, and breathe it. You know, Saturdays, Sundays, evenings and weekends. I dream mortgage my house twice to fund my first business. So these are huge amounts of responsibilities that lie on your shoulders. I'm sorry, but nobody in the corporate sector, in politics, in public life, can possibly imagine what that feels like. Nobody can. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I talk to other business owners, I think it's that total misunderstanding of how much of every part of you is invested in the business. And I grew up, I'm not doing an answer, (laughs) but I did grow up, you know, in the eight of us in a three bed house with one OPW salary coming through the door, I went to a desk school. The chances of somebody like me achieving anything like I did achieve in life, it's a remote. But I am so grateful that the next generation of me and the Casey family may have a step up, may build on that. And I have only one lifetime devoted to my business there are families all over ireland where there's multiple lifetimes Mm. you know the, the the present owner's lifetime parents grandparents lots of the family involved in the business are we okay with just throwing that by the wayside and saying that it's acceptable that some businesses won't survive because that's really the attitude we have at the moment
1: yeah, most entrepreneurs, when they're actually running their own business, have to be in our very solution-focused. What is the solution, and what can people who are in business, who are listening to you this morning, going, yeah, you know, I really, um, I really hear what Nora's saying, and it resonates with me. What can people do?
0: I think the well, one thing I would say, of course, business owners are very agile, and they have those kind of brains where they are able to change. But we just went through something like nothing else ever in the history of our lives. And at the same time, people were saying, you have to be quick on your feet, you have to think about what you can do, you have to swivel, you have to be agile, you have a great... I'm sorry, but that's a big ask when you're going through all of the fears and anxieties of the last year for a business owner. So now I think they need good, strong mentorship it would be great if we had a much stronger mentorship scheme in Ireland I'd say it's the one thing I get asked on LinkedIn day in day out and I I mentor about 22 business owners at the moment I couldn't take anybody more on so we need high level I'm not talking about mentorship I would say what's what's worse than no mentorship, and that's bad mentorship. A good, strong mentorship from fellow entrepreneurs and business owners. Secondly, uh, my skill set is strategy. I think when I became a CEO first, I realized I was a terrible boss. (laughs) But the one thing I did is I took myself to Ashridge Management College, and I studied strategic management for two years, and went back. and studied advanced strategic management. So if ever there's a need for strategy, it's now, because most people surviving over the summer will be working on cash flow. There are restaurants in Dublin which have eight places for outdoor spaces and two settings a night, and they're not going to recover their cash flow uh, based on that kind of turnover. So this is something where, in the midst of, reopening the uncertainty of whether we'll have another lockdown in the future we need to have support for those business owners to look at the next three years how do you future proof it how do you help with particularly with cash flow issues if you remember most businesses are working on a cyclical basis month in month out there's cash coming in there's cash going on this is almost like a whole raft of businesses that are starting from scratch. And the single biggest and reason startups collapses cash flow. Mm. And if you look at the, all of the reports, the SRI and everybody else, we're looking at one in two SME businesses. So their turnover collapse. Yeah. In, in the region of 12 billion. So we're, it's going to take quite a while to get that revenue back up and running again. Then a lot of the restaurant owners and the hotel industry are reporting that their staff have gone. Mm. And that it's incredibly difficult to get them back.
1: So that's going to be a significant issue too. Nora Casey there talking to me earlier in the week about how she sees the challenges ahead for small businesses. The
0: bottom line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, offering a broad range of business and advisory services to businesses large and small across the cities. East.